Hey, welcome back, Panther fans. My name is David Brown, along with Ryan Graham. Hey, y'all. Tim Thurber. Who's muted. Who's muted. <laughs> and this is State of Atlanta. There you go. I kind, I kind of messed up the intro, but Tim made it mess it up worse this time. Hello. I, I heard, I heard you do it. Nobody was gonna notice until you said it. It was. Uh, weird, no, but yeah. No, actually, the mess up was I had the the wrong background. Oh. Uh, I think on the on the uh, screen at first. I think I still oh, did I the wrong the background. Intro, my intro. Yeah, oh, no, automatically right. come off mute. Uh, if you unless you mute yourself. Well, yeah, I muted it by accident when it muted me, so I did it again. Well, this is our 104th episode, which I guess by some stretches would be two two, two years, depending on how you do your counting Whoa. of weeks and math and stuff like that. In so, Georgia State years, it's like five, right? Well, I was going to say in two years, you should have figured out whether or not you come off of mute or not when we go into the intro. Whoa. But that's just... But that, that's just me talking smack. So, and to your question in the private chat, Ryan, uh, no, I've given up on being nervous. I just want to know if you were coming or not. We were going to start with you or without you. <laughs> so I've been the one that's been right on the edge of on time. I, I, I actually switched. started getting ready like five minutes ago and was like, um, all right. So I got there and then like maybe like two minutes into getting ready. I was, I told Laurie, I was like, I was like, I'm going to make David sweat today. <laughs> uh, no, being in this uh, unair conditioned basement in August and Georgia is, what, is that's what makes me sweat. And then I have this stupid bright light shining on my face so that I can have a big shadow under my neck. I don't know why I do that. But. All right. Yeah. You're, yeah. Like, you're more upkept now for some reason. It's very weird. I'm very what? Kept up. You, hair, beard. You look. You look like you're uh, coming out of something. Oh, go on, Tim. Tell me more. You're looking like a normal human being. Yeah, I think I had this all shaved up last week. You did, yeah. It's just, it's just yeah. like it's flown over week to week now. I don't. Yeah, my my facial hair does not grow that fast. So that was a good three months of, of build up on top of what I already had. So yeah. But anywho, you guys have a good weekend. Yeah, man, it's awesome. United won. That's fantastic. Uh, yeah, the Falcons had a game that I drank a lot and didn't see any of while I was inside of the stands. So we weren't really playing anyway. Let's be honest. Yeah, Matt Ryan didn't even dress out for the game at all. So yeah, it's pointless. I uh, I smoked uh, pork butt and a pork loin and a uh, brisket flat. Excellent. I'm gonna want to hear how that pork loin came out, but uh, well, just killer, just killer. I told you. Thank you. Yeah, I, it was I told a big you. Hit. It was a big hit, and um, that's what they were looking forward to the most. For they actually had pulled pork from a, a, a barbecue place where I brought it, and they were looking forward to my leftovers the most because leftover pork loin on a sandwich is, you know, mwah. there you this go. Is exactly. Smoked meats of Atlanta. <laughs> State <Yeah>. of smoked meats. <laughs> uh, yeah. So. Awesome. We actually had, uh, we kind of had Georgia State sports last week since we last talked. We had a couple ex- or three exhibition games by the men's and women's soccer team. And in that past week, we went 1 0 oh, 2. Oh, that's okay. It's like exhibition games. That's, you know, you're not trying to win. Hey. You're trying to get, you're trying to see what your players can do. We haven't lost a game in exhibition this year. You know, that's, that, that's nothing. Oh, I see what you're saying. The zero. Okay. <laughs> no, we we won. We got we won one. We we yeah. won one. We we didn't lose any. Well, so. I mean, you just see like even with the Falcons, you know, you see the uh, <clears throat> exhibition games and they lose by a lot, and it's just like who cares? Like that's not why they're playing. Oh yeah, no, I had a uh, we have a, a house guest staying with us for next to the period you guys know about, and she's asking how the game went. I'm like, yeah, I'm I'm pretty sure we got killed, but I was just drinking and socializing yeah. with friends. Everything. She looks at the score while she's talking. She's like, oh my god, you guys got your ass kicked. I'm like, it's preseason. It doesn't matter. She's like, it matters a little bit. I'm like, no, really. I mean, it's the same thing as like a college spring game. You could say, wow, the blue team beat the white team, or the white team beat the blue team, but it. 
doesn't matter. Practice. Right. <laughs> practice. How do our, our second string or lower tier guys do? Uh, apparently not so hot. Okay. I don't pay attention to any of that kind of stuff. So no. all I, I feel like it's uh, preseason for fans mm-hmm. and uh, the whole tailgating and concession experience. So I need to figure out what my course of action is within the stadium and outside the stadium, what I've got to do, what things may have changed. So I'm in training. I'm in practice as well going to preseason. So what happens on the field, that's their game. But what happens in the stands and at the concessions, that's my game. Well, Which, so- on the field, what the coaches are doing is they're trying out different combinations and like seeing what'll work. And when something does work, they'll notch it down. This worked, and then they'll try something else that that may not work. You know, they don't just like keep doing the thing that's working because that that's stupid. It's practice. Well, that and also figure they're not, out things. And they're they're also not getting into like super detailed complex uh, plays because you're not going to share that on national TV. You're more or less trying to figure out, you know, can Jimmy Joe actually run this route and catch the ball when he's supposed to, or whether or not he has no clue what's going on. And he's, he's getting cut. I don't believe there's any such thing as a secret play. I, I just don't believe in it. I don't think that's a thing. You don't think there's a secret play? No, I don't think anyone's like, oh, we can't play our real playbook because people will see it. Like, they, you, you're going to do it every day. Like, coaches have a, a preferred playbook, and if you've been coaching for long enough, people just know it. Like, there's not some secret, like, you know, here's well, what's in the playbook, so, like, we're going to we're gonna dominate you because we know your playbook. Like, we know your playbook. Like, All right, T- Tim, Tim, I'm going to say something that's going to really shock you, so um, you may want to mute yourself with a gasp of air coming out of your mouth. But, uh, Ryan... I completely disagree with you. Oh, I thought you were going to agree. <laughs> <laughs> and, no, so, and he's not going to agree. No, I mean, obviously, obviously coaches, both, b- both in pro and in, in college, have secret plays. I mean, I'm trying to think of a college ones because we we're talking about, we're supposed to be talking about college sports. Of the people here disagree with you, so I don't feel like you can say that. <laughs> well, the, 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 the Philly special when uh, Philadelphia was playing in the Super Bowl, that was a trick play. I, I, I believe people have trick plays. I don't believe that they're secret. Okay. Well, I mean, people can have trick plays. That's fine. And, like, you won't know what they called at the time that they called it, but you probably know it's in their playbook. All right, uh, Tim, you, you break the uh, you break the, the, the 30-30 split right now. <laughs> uh, I'm going to say there are secret and or trick plays that teams have that there are specific plays for them. There's always something that is run for the first time. Yeah. You know, they're, they're, they're we the have setup. three timeouts, right? That's our oh. secret trick play. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna ice a kicker three times in a blizzard. <laughs> it just backfired completely. Which is uh, really just warmed him up. Yeah, uh, it pissed him off at least. We know that much. They went into the locker room really hot. So. I know you have uh, all you can eat or something, right? Like, is that all the food that's in that club area? there's a specific lounge that we can get whatever we want food or drink. So, but uh, yeah, took advantage of that. Took yeah. advantage of that. It's yeah. Worth the, worth the price of admission or, or not. But anyhow, we've got 18 days from Georgia state army and the closer we get, the further it feels away. I cannot wait to get out there. And I did, I did find out that my tailgating will be non-existent for the game guys. What? Wait, what? I'm going to be at the Dragon Con uh, parade at 10 a.m. No, and I'll dude. and I'll be booking it. I won't. I mean, I won't even finish the parade. I'll have to leave like at what 11. Yeah, why go then? Wife, kids. So they can I will come be missing. To the game. So I'm going to need you guys to hold it down pretty hard <laughs> for us and uh, get the state of Atlanta flag flying. I won't do it. Damn. I won't. All right, Tim. I need you to do that with a with a trick play. A play that Ryan has never seen coming before. And this, it weirdly, it weirdly proves my point because, like, you called it a secret play to my face just now. It's not. (laughs) I will get a cardboard cut out of you, David. Uh, Dang you and your political insider knowledge, Ryan. You knew exactly what to say. Uh, there was a little information that came out over the weekend, uh, or since we last talked about parking and stuff, and I think that made a little bit of confusion for some people because apparently people at Georgia State don't know how to draw maps. Maps are hard, man. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, so there's that gray lot they put over there to the west side of the stadium and right off of Pollard Avenue, Pollard Drive, Pollard, whatever it's called. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> we're all like, that's a hill that leads up <laughs> to I-75. And I thought it was a joke. There was a lot of jokes made about Georgia Southern parking there because, you know, they're garbage. But I, yeah. I, I thought it was like App State parking. They were like, oh, you guys are used to park on the hills. You can all park your little <laughs> Wranglers or Ford Rangers or whatever you got on there. But uh and I don't think anything has come out from this. Like I, I reached out to find out what's going on and I haven't seen anything communicated out, but it's on the, the parking lot, the gray lots on the other side of I-75. So they're missing an entire interstate on that map to show you where the parking lot is. So big question there. Do we own that lot or are we just it's, using it? It's where the uh, the fairgrounds are or like where they do the, the fair, the downtown fair every year. So I would assume that's right. probably either private or city of Atlanta. I don't think, I don't think we own that at all. She says when I, when I, when I talked to Georgia state, I was told that it's not a lot we've ever used before. So uh, I feel like they really are expecting a lot more ticket sales this year. If they're already looking at additional parking lots, or we have lost a lot of parking through a lot more development since last year. So maybe it's one of those two things. I don't know. I don't, another thing I thought was interesting was there's they're taking over summer Hills free parking. That's what I understand as well. Like all those, that lot right across from like hero and Pete's Brian. Yeah. That's now called lot a and it's, um, you know, ticketed or not, not ticketed, but, um, permitted parking, uh, for Georgia state fans and everything. So yeah. I, I agree with Tim. I, I guess, you know, on one hand, Summerhill wants to be able to have a lot for people to come and, you know, patron their businesses, but then they also don't want people to go in there and park and just walk into the stadium and block everybody. So I guess by making it a, a ticketed lot, they get a little money out of it and their patrons can figure out something else. I don't know. I don't, I mean, it's not that bad. I don't think I, I, if that lot didn't exist, I mean, there'd be a little bit more uh, people parked on our streets, but there's plenty of street parking available in Summerhill at this point. Well, I got two parking passes, one in that Summerhill lot a and one on Georgia Avenue, but I only own one car. So it's really likely that there'll be at least one spot open in lot a for anybody. Yeah, that and I have up. the Georgia Avenue one that I won't be using. So, right, right. I'll, I'll just, then I'll just park. I'll be that guy that parks his car between two spots just to yes, look like, like I, I, I don't want my Kia minivan with the dinged in door to get hit. And we can hang both the, the hang tags in it. You know? Exactly. Like, yeah, these are both my spot. Just, <laughs> just to give a security guard a condition fit like like you're not you're not parked appropriately but i see yeah, what I you am. did here but you can't do that <laughs> now if they ever did get rid of tailgating on the bricks we could still park on georgia avenue that could be clutch for tailgating just saying well you, you know that first year they what they wanted to do was close down georgia avenue and have that be food trucks and make a big party out of it and they did do that like the first game maybe the second game that there just wasn't that attendance there yeah. to, to drive it. I think that our attendance has gone up since those, per, I mean, every year pretty much our attendance has gone up. Maybe last year was a step back because the world sucked, but um, we just weren't there at that point to justify it. And I feel like our fans tend to, most of our fans tend to come in last minute. Like they were like, all right, game starts at noon. We'll be there at 1145. Typical Atlanta fans, right? Though we all show up late to everything. I mean, even the United match on Sunday, it was people flowing in after kick. Um, I was at a bar. United games, it's the same every Atlanta sport. I was at a bar in uh, Grant outside of Grant Park or by Grant Park off of Memorial, and there was a bunch of people in uh, United stuff. I'll sit in there, like, you know, watching the Braves game with me and everything. And I'm, I'm kind of paying attention with the game. It was like a four o'clock or something was the United kick yeah. or whatever, kickoff, whatever. And I'm sitting there, I'm like, and they're closing their tabs out. But I'm like, you've got to get down to Mercedes Park or Uber, whatever you're doing, get through there. Get, like, you're really cutting it close on time. And, and they were still just kind of hanging out, congregating for a while. So, yes, to your point, Atlanta fans take their time. Uh, and the A-hole being open. Whew. <laughs> it gets hot. Like Spicy in, in there. Hole, if, if you're in the A-hole's view, wow. Like, we I, avoided it all the way up until half. And then... 
Well, because it moves. It's like it's like it kind of it, it comes <laughs> it comes for you. It comes for you. Yeah. 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 The, the supporter section or the end zone, the what, east end zone, I guess. That's brutal. I guess some of the, even the the expensive seats, the club seats, get it eventually, right? On the op- on all the opposite side of uh, the home side. So if, if there yeah. was such a such a thing, but anywho, I'm looking forward to getting out there to the stadium. But I will be a typical Atlanta fan and rolling in last minute. So I hope you guys have some drinks ready for me. Ryan yep. already is he's boycotting me completely. So no. Tim, ha- have a have a drink ready for me. So we'll I can shot here. Yeah, that sounds about right. right. All right. <laughs> well, you'll be there for kick, right? That's my intention. Granted, to be to be fair, he's already, uh, hedging. I, he's already hedging. No, 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 no. This is basing off of history. How many kickoffs did we make? Uh, I guess I can't say last year because I think we did, but two years ago when it was a regular season, how many kickoffs did we miss? That's or we, we were caught, drunk in the parking lot. Or did we, we we caught the kickoffs as we're walking through the little club space, like looking it's through different. the, the sweet window? We weren't there yet. That was because we were too busy eating good food and drinking good drinks in the parking lot. That's actually well, you, kind of winning in my book. That's got uh, well, Ryan. You were super late to the Trash Down South game last year, so give me this one game to be to be off on. Uh, and I don't remember was, that, but I he trust was certainly you. he was certainly avoiding COVID, so he's being very safe in how he entered the stadium. Super late to make super sure. Why I don't. I don't know, but that's the game where you know we we'd kind of found our spot that season to sit like that, those seats right next to the camera crew. Yeah, yeah. And I went. I went down there to sit there again, and there was some trash down south sitting in our seats, and so I just I sat on the that guy, that aisle that you made friends with. <laughs> yeah, quote unquote friends. friends. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that part, sort of vaguely. Yeah, he kept on rough games last year with that new beer that they had the the cheap cheap beer, the Ruffles Flackler. Yeah, Nakaransat. Yeah, there was wasn't wasn't there like a, a movie we saw like a clip from a movie we saw recently where that beer was featured like a Mighty Ducks movie or No Holds Barred or something like that. <laughs> Apparently, it's quite popular, you know, in the in the Midwest, uh, Northern Midwest region. But uh, you know, it's with a good beer, it's all right, you know. It's a, well, for being like the cheaper beer they have of just like a regular kind of lager pilsner or whatever it is, it it gets the job done. Obviously, yeah, I got like I got like too <laughs> drunk. For sure, yeah. I mean, it, it did it did its job plus. So you I can't know. say that I've ever had that, but hopefully they'll have something different this year. Why? It's good. It's good beer. It's mm. adequate. It's adequate beer. It was like it's, two bucks too, or something stupid. Yeah, it was the cheapest <laughs> option they had. Uh, oh, John, that or something. <laughs> John says it was nasty. <laughs> no, he's lying. He, he he didn't even drink any. I wonder. Uh, I bet he I drinks what... IPAs. Well, I, right. well, I drink I drink IPAs, but it's yeah, well, they're it's, nasty. So it's you know, one of those I, things that once you get a, a few solid beer in you, you get that, that buzz going. You're like, all I need is just to maintain that buzz, and I'll drink whatever it is. If it's yeah. if it's Listerine to get me going, I'll I'll do it because I don't have a problem <laughs> no, at all. No. Well, I was with you, and then and then I found out there were actually limits. <laughs> As you continued, I was like, I was like, yeah, 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 no, nope, 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 you're wrong, no Listerine. Gonna That's be not- like a. Tom Hanks from Family Ties, where he was like drinking the the Marshalino cherry juice because it had alcohol in it to get him. You're going buzzed for like up. the uh, the uh, <clears throat> hand sanitizer, right? Where it's it's really just tequila. Hey, it's made in a distillery. It's got to be know. legit, right? The stuff at the liquor store, my local liquor liquor store, actually like makes me want to vomit the way it's because it smells like liquor and it it, it makes <laughs> me like it makes me sort of like a little like 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 the way smelling liquor does. Well, I mean, what kind of liquor are you smelling? Because yeah, sure, Jägermeister or Goldschlager would do that to me. But if you Wait, give me I a nice, Jager. if you give me a bourbon, then I smell that. I'm like, that's delicious. I want to put this inside of me. No, I, I, I want you inside of me. <laughs> I, fi- I figure, um, yeah. Anyway, I figure we should be able to figure out some way to get halfway crooks in the stadium. Better beer. I was. Yeah, I was at, where was I at? I was at uh, a bar on Friday. Uh, Brickstore has Halfway yeah. Crooks on tap. They have their own their own specific beer that Halfway Crooks makes just for them at Brickstore. So it's a Kolsch. Not bad either. I liked it. I enjoyed it. Yeah, you so they are no that. longer, because they, when they came out, they were like, we're only going to distribute. We're not going to distribute. We're only going to be sold here. 
that was their their shtick. That was their thing. Is they were going to be like thing anymore. They were the first brewery that was going to open up with no distribution. Apparently and I was talking, I was talking to the Brickstore guys, and they said they they've opened up to limited distribution. That Brickstore actually reached out to them to directly for this Kolsch beer. But that makes know. sense. I wonder if they have an exception or something. If they're if they have to go through some of the Georgia distributors, or if they're just like delivering a couple kegs. I don't know. I think they're at Little Bear too. Like you can drink halfway across there. So well, that's like right across the street, though, right? They could just buy, be buying six packs. Uh, no, they can't. I, I know. I I know friends who have other friends, and those friends own uh, the bar next to Creature Comforts in Athens, mm-hmm. and they sell all of Creature Comforts beer because Athens and next door to it, right. but. Creature Comforts has to ship their beer to Atlanta to a distributor, and then that distributor drives the beer back up to their bar. <laughs> this is, so, uh, yeah, this is this is why I'm politically motivated. Yeah. Anyhow, let's let's get Did back you to politically this. motivate better beer in our stadium. <laughs> I could try, man. We, or tell you. swap out. Sorry, Sweetwater, but can we just get like Monday Night or some other brewery in Atlanta to be the supplier of craft beer in our stadium? Just, yeah, I'm on it, man. I'm on any it. of them. I'm on it. Use your powers. It'll be my uh, my na- when I run when I announce a run for something. I will. Uh, I, that'll be my number one platform plank. Is uh, <laughs> uh, I want I want better beer at the Georgia State games, and I can make that because we we should actually just add it to Georgia code because it's a public institution. They should follow my rules. Absolutely. And when you get this accomplished, I will uh, get the GoFundMe started to get a, a, stat- a statue of you out front of Center Park Stadium. A GoFundMe? <laughs> yes, I know. I, GoFundMe. I, broke my, I broke my own rule. Oh, but it was for me. So I feel so I feel it's even more. It's like it's more impressive. I feel good. Hey, thanks, man. I saw that uh, John Weaver said the pandemic made him switch to Miller Lite. Interesting comment from John. Oh, gross. Uh, I drink. I, I feel like that I, would make you go the opposite direction. I drink Miller Lite. Oh, uh, no, I'm like sick of PBR at this point, but the pandemic, I'm still drinking it. <laughs> pandemic Wait, PBR. You're sick of PBR. Oh. Huh? You're sick of PBR? I've been drinking a lot. Of PBR. Where's the breaking news? Intro there. <laughs> he's he said it a couple of times on here already. But yeah. speaking of some breaking news, it's not breaking news. It, it was out earlier today. To get back a little on topic here, uh, <laughs> there was a, a a schedule announcement today that we rescheduled the racers of Murray State <gasps> from what was missed out last year to be on our championship run 2025 season schedule. So I'm so excited. Man, I, I actually remember, like making bets on whether we play that game or not. And I was all in. I, I thought it was happening. I thought it was happening. I, I think I was more or less wanting it to happen because you know last year is when the first year that we did. Well, our first year, our second year of doing the podcast, but we actually had people on from the other fan bases to talk about their teams. And so Murray State was going to be our first game, and I had the beat writer for Murray State lined up, and he was all pumped up to come on and talk about Murray State and playing and everything. And uh, I think he's a little bummed out when that game got canceled. I was bummed out when the game got canceled, but he was like, man, I hope this game gets rescheduled. I want to come on and talk to you guys. So if he's still writing the beat, for the racers in 2025, we'll get, we'll get him on. I, I was looking forward to it. Sweet, cool. <laughs> like, <laughs> only a few years, only a few years away. Uh, these games get scheduled so far out, and then all of a sudden they're here. So uh, I, I feel like it happens so fast. But I was looking at our 2025 schedule for that 20 for that championship season. As of right now, we've got uh, Memphis in week two, Murray State week three. And then we're at Vanderbilt week four, which means our opening game is undecided. Murray State has that week one opening as well. We did not schedule the FCS team for week one. So do we already have something in the works for week one maybe? Or why would we not put the the FCS team in week one? What do you guys think? I don't think too much about it. Uh, We're going to use them as the tune-up game for Georgia Southern. No, they're they're the game before Vanderbilt. Two game before Vanderbilt, but different offense. No, I guess yeah, my question yeah. is, my, my question is, option. They no, were uh, they I were like no famously run and run. 
No, I just find it interesting because typically we've opened up outside of this year and at Tennessee, we've always opened up with an FCS opponent for the most part. So it's kind of strange that we do get this game scheduled four years in advance and and we move on to, to week two or week one or yeah, week two instead of week one. I don't know. I'm just wondering if something else is in the works and you guys don't care. You guys don't care enough about schedules that are four years in advance for this to be an interesting conversation. But. I, here's the here is the thing though, David, is I, I think that we represent most people in this instance and that like a lot of people don't care about scheduling four years in advance. <laughs> That's not true. Uh, David came up to us at the uh, the open practice and he said he loves what we're doing because we talk about future schedules and you kind of like just rolled your eyes so hard that I think the beer fell out of your hand. <laughs> I don't, I don't know if I had a beer at that point. You, you didn't. You didn't. But I was trying to think of something to finish my statement that I already started. <laughs> so I just had a roll. The, the most common thing to me, which would be a, uh, a beer in my uh, hand. There was a beer, beer in my hand, hand, like not five minutes later. But <laughs> so wait, I don't. I want to know. Th- I want to know this story. Yeah, uh, John Weaver asking, wasn't Murray State the team whose coach at the time, Chris Hatcher, peed on the field in the dome? Look, man, I think you gotta go. You gotta go. <laughs> It's faster to go on the wall or the artificial turf than it is to find a restroom. I I don't do that. I don't do. I, I don't know that. I don't know that story at all. I, I, I don't I know really that story at all either. It's like he can't just like leave and go pee though. So if you got, I mean, like I know how short my bladder is, and like I, well, I can't a- imagine being on the field that whole time and not peeing. There's all kinds of stories about coaches or players that have had to like find a way to take care of themselves on the on the field during a game, but. I think that any fan base is allowed to be like be critic, super critical of that, and say they're showing a sign of disrespect or something. I don't know, but I would. I think it's good. So I, I do have. I had some questions about this week. One thing, but you guys are totally not into this. So right, I'm so just. I'm gonna. I'm. I'm gonna go with my. Go my, for my, it, David. Go for my, it. My, Somebody's gonna my, care. My conspiracy theory number one about why Murray State was not scheduled in week one. Okay. We're gonna do a bye week. Week one, because I fully believe that athletics listens to this podcast and bases all their decisions on what we say, and they know that I hate the week one game getting in the way of my Dragon Con experience. Okay. All right. What's your next conspiracy theory? (laughs) Let's keep moving. What's your next conspiracy theory? So we we also have so we have an opening. With the schedule as it is now, we have an opening for an away game in 2025. We also have an opening for an away game in 2026. And we've got 2027, got a couple of games open, that we have a two-for-one with a P5, the P5 program that we are going to play two times in a row at their place, and they're going to come in to Center Park Stadium in 2027. Is an one, or are you referring to something? No, I don't know. I'm, I'm thinking – the only reason I can think we would not put Murray State as week one is because we already have something in the works for week one. Well, so, that's probably true. Two questions for you. One, is there a website that tells you what FBS teams have openings that year? And two, why have you done this research on your own? Uh, there is this a is website. schedule research. You love it. There is a website that is run by a former Georgia or a Georgia State alum, fbschedules.com, that has oh, all of this information on it. And, uh, you know, actually, my, my fearful thing was if we have no week one opponent going into conference scheduling or whatever, that they're going to put a, a conference game as week one and that it would be uh, the trash down south. But I checked. They already have their week one opponent scheduled that season. So we will not we will not open the season at home or sorry, away to uh, the trash down south. That would be a rough way to open the season, in my opinion. Uh, yeah, John, John also agrees opening with the televised uh, conference game. Uh, so that's one thought. And then another thought is, um, what if we do seven home games? What if we actually pick up another one? Like, why you know, travel to a game if we can get another sure. ticket in there? I, I don't know if that's as easy as you think. Um, you probably have to end up paying somebody for that game then. 
Maybe so, but it depends on what the openings are with other teams. I, I'm just kind of curious. How cool? What would you think about getting a? What would you guys think about getting a seventh home game? Another chance to tailgate here. Personally, guys, who who would want to have tailgates? <laughs> Personally, I'm I'm into it. Um, I mean, for me, but I would really want to see how that balances out as far as budget goes with the program because. Uh, I mean, that's it's it's really hard to get extra games. That's why like Alabama pays us is because it's really hard for them to get, you know, six, um, six home games on their schedule. I figured it out. David, no, by the way. Okay, Tim, let me know what it is before I tell Ryan why he's wrong or why he's making stupid comments. It's going to be UCF 2025. They were national champions. We will be national champions. 2025, oh, book it. They have an opening. And that'll be a conference game at that point. So we're all right. Oh, that's all. No, that's not right at all. Yes, just John, twenty twenty five. I guess that would right. That would be a super. He can't make it that. Long. He can't. He can't make it that long, right? No, he'll get. He'll get drafted before that. But yeah, that. But he'd be able to know. He's already played a couple of games before. Could could Quad still be the quarterback in twenty twenty five? I don't know, man. I'm not getting any math. Can you get six years out of the deal? Man, COVID, thank you. <laughs> so why Appreciate am I wrong, David? I, I'm on the edge of my seat over here. Oh, I forgot what you said. Uh, he wants to know why he's wrong. <clears throat> I heard that part. I forgot what he said. But I was just saying why he was wrong. <laughs> uh, that was funny. Uh, You're just wrong. Talking about paid games and Alabama paying oh, teams I, like us. Every single team in the world wants to go play at Alabama just for the exposure there's no way it's hard for Alabama. Just to Alabama. I just plus, use plus, them as an example, David. Plus, Alabama only has to fill two home slots, or actually one home slot every year. Don't they do the neutral game and then have uh, uh, one, one away game and then two home games or something yeah, like that? People don't like them playing cupcakes, which we are, unfortunately, considered that to most of America. And <clears throat> the reason that they do it is because they have to fill in a certain number of home games to make their season ticket holders happy. Yeah, and I, and I think that they play seven home games, a neutral game, or maybe eight home games, a neutral game, and an away game, right? It's uh, probably seven home games. home games is to pay somebody who's not as good as you to come and not do a two-for-one. That, that goes back to my two-and-one or one-and-one or two-and-one idea that I had. I don't know. We're, yeah, you, you you now have a lot of opinion on what I had to say when you like, were just silent when I first brought it up. I wasn't. I, I will. I willed you into this. I willed you into this. All right. Whatever. Whatever. You guys suck. All right. I, well, no, I don't. Tim might. I would. I don't know about that. He's not defending himself, so you know. Miami's going to come and play. They're they have an opening. Miami. Oh. oh god, we're going to lose. We're going to lose. If Ryan's if, if Wyatt or Ryan's playing for us, we're gonna lose. We're doing, yeah. What? Ryan's. I mean, honestly, come on, seriously. If Ryan's on the on the roster, we're losing that game, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, if we've dipped so far down, I mean, but I don't know I'll, why. It has to be sad. I'll, I'll include myself on that. If pretty much if anybody that's in my phone my my phone contacts list is is playing for Georgia State, we're losing that game if they've dipped uh, that low. So I'm the quarterback, you're the running back, and Tim is my wide receiver. <laughs> yeah. Running back the, the running back that has got a, a metal knee. That's gonna work out really well. <laughs> oh so maybe your quarterback then I'll be running back. <laughs> oh my catch, god. Catch, catch me up real quick. Why is Ryan playing in the football game ever? Didn't you say it? Didn't you no, say you Ryan said was it? I, I thought I heard somebody else say it. You said something about if Ryan's on the roster. Like, well, I don't know why Ryan on the roster. <laughs> I thought, I, okay. What parallel universe are we in right now? I'm going to have to go back and listen to this episode because I definitely heard someone else, Tim, say it's about Ryan being on the team or being on the field. Have you been drinking since like yesterday? <laughs> Nonstop. <laughs> how about, how about uh, some Oklahoma State? They have an opening. <clears throat> will, they even be a, will they be a team by then? I don't yeah, know. Yeah, what, what? I wonder what conference they'll be in by then. Know. Who knows what college football is going to look like come 2025? Yeah, yeah. Is it on your list to talk about the the uh, scheduling uh, alliance? I actually didn't do a lot of uh, looking into that because it wasn't really Sun Belt specific. Yeah, 
It was more but, like an FU to the SEC. That's about it. I don't. I, I feel like it's a big FU. So uh, to, for everyone who doesn't know, there was like a scheduling alliance that was talked about with the Big Ten, Pac-12, and who? ACC. And the ACC. Uh, I thought it was a big FU to the Big 12. Absolutely. It's a, it's the first time we've seen something that identifies a power four instead of a power five. Basically, they were like, oh, let's uh, team up again against the SEC, but also let's leave out let's leave out this little little guy right here. Yeah, I, uh, I guess the one takeaway I got from that was if there is a scheduling alliance between those three conferences and then you get the SEC being what they are that really looks like the G5 that we, they talk about this like split it's in like college news, football. Split. Yeah. Yeah. So if you start getting a scheduling Alliance, then what does that mean for the G5? And a lot of people talk about it means teams are dropping down to FCS or whatever, but I feel like there, it becomes like a, a middle ground or almost like the, the division one, a, or, FBS football becomes G5 football. You have FCS is FCS. And then you've just got the power four are just their own thing. And it's effectively not even college football anymore. It's just minor league football brand, brand, brand branded by uh, college universities. So it'd be like um, Tim's favorite sport, uh, soccer, where uh, really it's it's a professional team and they just put a sponsor team on the front of their jerseys. And it's they like, don't even put their team name on it. It's just like Mountain well, no, 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 it'd be, it'd be Alabama is the sponsor of this, you know, minor league team or this semi-pro team or whatever it would be. I don't know. So... Anyhow, I don't know a lot about the scheduling alliance, but I am not a fan of that, I guess. I, it just depends on what it actually means. I mean, there's not a lot. I didn't see a lot of details around it other than, like, these three conferences are in discussions to to, to somehow hold hands while the SEC dominates them. One article I did read about it was <laughs> that that's all cute and all until the SEC and ESPN throw a boatload of cash to Ohio State and Clemson and Florida State and whoever uh, USC to just jump ship and join whatever the hell it is that ESPN and SEC are creating out of the SEC. So the right SEC now. basically just turns into um, turns into the new uh, the new like echelon of of. Sport. Yeah, yeah, e- the ESPN football league because like everyone's saying, say. everyone is like saying that this is just basically ESPN is the one that's pulling the strings behind the whole deal. Oh sure. Although I do think that, and this has been some rumored or some speculation as well that it's possible all this happens and it looks like it's horrible for all the the uh, the G five programs and then it just implodes because it's not what fans want and they start losing interest in this or that and. They want to see other programs being able to get in there or whatever happens. Uh, I hope so. USC doesn't like being the only team on the Pacific Coast time and playing an East Coast time schedule. And uh, I, I mean, I think the, the chances that the SEC throws money at, at somebody like Ohio State and USC and whatever, like I don't, I don't believe that that's going to happen. That doesn't make a lot of sense because I think regional rivalries, regional rivalries and regional games make a lot of sense uh, just in terms of like like you were saying fan interest and stuff. So I don't think it ends up happening. And ESPN is smart enough to know that like that matters. Yeah. Uh, I agree. I agree. I've, uh, looking at the past realignment, there's it, it something I had to talk about a little bit later on, which we've already gone pretty long. Cause we talked about what the hell we talked about dumb stuff earlier All kinds was, of shit, yeah. was like, you know, the, 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 the way that realignment was approached last time is the articles I was, I was taking a look at were saying like how the conference USA went for markets, looking for those big media markets, because that'll draw the eyeballs that will get the ESPN dollars and everything. But then Sunbelt went for what they call fan bases. They went for the schools that have an, a, a, a rabid fan base because they know that rabid fans will watch their team no matter which conference they're in or or who they're playing. And which one was a was a better idea, ideal for all that? Um, I forget how that came up, but that was something that I read about. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know, I don't know what it means. Like, you know, I think you have to have both things, um, and not it's not about having a rabid fan base because we all know, like in Atlanta, we would have a more rabid fan base if we just like won more. 
Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. It's really about that. Well, this year is going to be that year. I believe, I definitely believe that Georgia state has their best year of football ever, which is a very low bar to set, but, uh, or, or to achieve over. We all know that. Yeah. But I think, I'm, scared, I, I think, I'm scared of the strength of schedule. I, I am. It's we'll, we'll know, yeah. I think, I think that we'll know everything we need to know about this team after week five. Oh, maybe you could say week six, I guess, but week five, because that means we have our, our four games of out of conference schedule. We'll play to UNC. We'll play to Auburn. We'll play to army and Charlotte, but then we come home to app state immediately following Auburn and you'll have a good idea. We are playing one of the better teams in the Sunbelt conference since we joined and we'll have already played a full out of conference schedule. I think we'll know a lot about what we're doing. We have, uh, Mon- is it Monroe next and then by, or then by, then Monroe? I forget what it is. I think that will say a lot about, we'll, we'll know what we are five or six weeks into the season, which halfway yeah. through the season we should know. Yeah. I wasn't going to call you out on it, David. Yeah. Well, by the, by the end of the season, we'll know what, what kind of team we're, uh, we're looking <laughs> <That's right>. at. <laughs> we'll take a load off after our gauntlet of our first four games. Yeah. We'll Before we enter that murderer's row of November, we'll know what we're working with. So. Yeah. Accomplishing it back. Uh, talking about talking about what we're working with. Uh, there's an so every week I feel like there's a different type of ranking or projection or preseason poll or something like that that we get to talk about. And every time we talk about it, I feel like it comes out the exact same way. Uh, ESPN had their updated SP plus rankings that came out while we were uh, over the past week, um, and it's pretty much what we've seen before. You got. Lafayette, Appy State, and Coastal, top three. And then it's Troy and Georgia State, which it's always like flip-flopped. It's Troy and Georgia State, Georgia State, Troy, whatever. And then it's, uh, you know, trash down south and the rest of the West Division. But I do find it interesting how, like, the the rest of the West Division, like, it's always the bottom. Like, there's no like, – with, with Troy and us, it's always flip-flop. But then that – West Division, they just know that there's nobody in there worth talking about besides Lafayette. I don't know. One thing that was kind of cool about it was we came in 79th out of 130 teams. Last year when they did this, we were 88. So we are trending up. Top 80. Yeah, 79 is not not bad for that kind of thing. Uh, as far as like where we normally are and where other Sunbelt teams yeah. usually are. It, it looks like they kind of broke into like three little – chunks of, of the link because Lafayette was 30, Appy State was 36, and Coastal Carolina was 37. So they're three really close to each other. Troy was 65, Georgia State was 79, pretty close. And then Trash Down South and the rest guys are all 92 and above. Like it really kind of broke out into like three little segments. Uh but for whatever that means. And Monroe did not come in last place. They were 123. There were seven schools worse than them. Wow. There's a lot of love for Troy happening. I don't, I'm not really sure I'm seeing it. I don't know. I feel like Troy has a little bit more of a history. And people remember, people remember Troy State when they were, you know, pretty good or whatever. But I don't know. I, I'm i on the – I'm biased, but I feel like Georgia State's definitely a better team than Troy. Troy is this year. I want to call him Troy State again. Oh, maybe, that's, maybe maybe I should keep on calling him Troy State. I'm trying to hey, find yeah. a way of being uh, degrading to that's every it. single team in our conference. Maybe calling him Troy State would be a good way to keep that going. Yeah, I did kind of. Did you watch the uh, stadium review video thing that was posted up to uh, Panther Talk? Oh yeah, the Australian guy that reviews all Sunbelt or all stadiums. Yeah. So I didn't watch all of it, but I made it through and I saw um, the Raging Cajuns, and he called it. It sounds like a chicken sandwich. I was like, <laughs> that's pretty good. I, I know. I would totally eat a sandwich called a Raging Cajun sandwich. That sounds oh, yeah. delicious. Raging Cajun chicken sandwiches. Because <laughs> we've all agreed that the best part of New Orleans is the food, but you can get the food <laughs> anywhere. So, yeah. yeah. What is that? The uh, oh yeah, the kicking chicken at uh, what you call it? Zaxby's? No, hey, Republic. No. Republic. Republic. Yeah, Republic. Republic got a really good buffalo chicken sandwich, and it's called the Kickin' Chicken, and it's good. That's the actual bar I was at when I was watching the United fans hang out on their nice. way to. Uh... Yeah. Uh, one interesting thing about the SP Plus rankings was Sunbelt 
came in as the second best conference in AAC, or sorry, in AAC, second best conference in <laughs> Whoa. in the G five conferences. So cool, I could believe it. Yeah, whatever, whatever. Uh, run through the last. Run, run through the last. It's our fault. I I hate I, I don't like this conference. <laughs> I hate this. You're getting me excited. I hate this conference. I don't love I don't, the thing you hate, David. Love the thing you hate. I know I'm supposed to be better about this, but I mean, I I guess you in college football, you really want your conference to do well to make you look good. Like that doesn't translate into the NFL. Like if if the NFC South is dominating, but you're the last place team in that in that division, you're you suck. Like because best case scenario is three teams from your division make it to the, the playoffs. And then there's always that one team that's left off that doesn't make it. But in college football, it's way different. Like, you know, these are the these are my peers, these are where I play with every single season. If they're doing well, if we're battling back and forth, then it makes us look good. Uh, but I just don't care about these teams in our conference. I don't at all. So and I know that there are some of our conference mates that listen to this. And uh, I just want to reiterate, I don't care about your teams at all. Hence uh, why you have offensive names for all the teams. Yeah, but he also, I mean, like, obviously hung up on Coastal Carolina. Obviously. Yeah. You that say Florida. that. You say that I'm hung up on Coastal Carolina. I'm not yeah. hung up. I just think last season was a fluke. Yeah, I know. I know what you think. Don't worry. You say it all the time because you're a little hung up on them. I really am not. <laughs> a little bit in love, a little bit. All right, if, I think about, if I'm hung up on any con, any uh, school and conference, it'd be Lafayette, I think. Yeah, I, think I don't so like. Too. No, I, I, but I, I actually legit think that they're a rival at this point. So you know. That's, so I, 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 I don't. Agreement with you. I, I don't like. I don't like hate. I'm not a fan of hate. It sounds like so stupid to say, but I don't like. I don't like having. I don't like hating things. Uh, but there are some things that I hate that are in the exact same state that Lafayette is in. Yeah. And so it's just really easy to hate them too. And then when you, when you factor in our record against them and then the basketball stuff, the basketball stuff really is what drove it. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, and then those little, um, those jerky boys at rage and review, you know, those, those guys, it's always, it's it's always easy to hate on those guys. They they talk about the Lafayette every single week. That feels like a little bit of a circular argument. <laughs> so, yeah. so, I'll, take it. I'll take it. This is the, uh, talk, man. You say whatever you want. The other thing the Australian guys said about their stadium is that it's below sea level, so it's technically a Everything in Louisiana is before, below sea level. These guys, like, I don't know if La Tech – Law Tech probably does, but if Law Tech or LSU or Lafayette, or if any of those schools in in Louisiana have an engineering or architectural program, like do never never hire anybody from any of those schools because they build all their crap underwater. Like that's it's the most it's the most ridiculous thing ever. Tim, what did you say? If it's below, it's technically what I it didn't a hear swamp. you because David started yelling. It's a swamp, is what he said. It would be a oh, swamp okay. if, it, if it floods, essentially. Yeah, that's fair. It is a swamp. You should watch this weird Australian video. It's interesting. He kind of likes our stadium. Kind of likes. He he calls our stadium a Frankenstein stadium, which at the time I was really offended, and I thought about it for like three and a half seconds, and I was like, "I get it. I get it. Yeah, Yeah, it's legit. It kind of is." Well, if you come in, it's been torn up and repurposed three times. You know, twice. (laughs) <laughs> into three into three configurations. Because yeah, it, it is. Because it was Olympics, then it was Braves, then now it's a, a football field. It's 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 been three different iterations of of the same space of uh, you know different things. Yeah, and I, I get where he's coming from. Yes, obviously with those uh, old right field stands still standing. Yeah, it does look a little awkward because you're like, why why do they have seats that aren't really like. <laughs> accessible seats for the stadium i get it that that part does look like um something that's a little abnormal but uh if you just take it for what it is at face value i, I we all know it's a fantastic stadium it's a great place to watch college Wonderful. football it, it's got uniqueness to it and eventually at some point we'll do something with those right field stands but until that's then right. i 
until then, uh, maybe it's not the, the the sexiest stadium in the conference, but it's the best. You know, what's funny is I don't think I've – I'm actually thinking about it. I don't think I've, I've been to any other conference stadiums. I don't think I have. And um, But I, I have no doubt in my mind that we have the best. Absolutely. Like, it, I mean, there's there's actually no way that – the professional stadium that we moved into isn't better than all of the, you know, Sunbelt football stadiums that exist. And then you include all the different concession option type things in the concourse area, all the space we have. That's one of the things I like about, uh, I liked about Turner Field more than what Truist Park is, is that those concourses are ginormous because they were, that was built to be an Olympic stadium with a hundred thousand people walking around in there. Right. So they need to have wide concourses. You go to Truist Park and those are tiny, tiny, tiny concourses. We get the benefit of all that. And then all the spaces in there for whatever we want to do, be it retail or concessions or just entertainment space or something like that. We have the best, you know, you know, canvas for a stadium even outside of what you see, just looking at the game itself, it's by far the best stadium in conference. Also, I have never seen another conference stadium because why would I go to any of these places that are so in our I conference? I was wrong, right? I've not been because I, I feel like I would have gone <laughs> with you at some point, David. But I feel like I've never I've never been to an in conference stadium. Which which con- which conference mates would you guys go? Right, so uh, Tim, you've been to Troy, right? Or you've been to, no, no, you've been to Troy. You've been to Trash Down South is where you went. I know that I you were there. You, you were there for thirty four seven. Yeah, I was there for 37. Yeah. I sat in the upper deck. Um, it's, yeah, it's a pretty stadium. Also, I agree with the uh, author of the Australian video guy. You know, there's a lot of other stadiums that look just like it, uh, is what he said. And I agree. Um, it's okay. I mean, it's, you know, they built that upper deck on top of some lower deck built into the earth and, it works. It's nothing Isn't it fancy. Isn't it like a though. nice high school stadium, though? Uh, you could call it that, yeah. Like a like, some, Milton, uh, like Mil- Pink Milton, you know? Yeah. It's the, it, it's the, it's the prettiest thing in Statesboro other than beautiful Eagle Creek. Other than and, I'm, and I'm including the women. I'm including the women in Statesboro in that as well. You've got, you've got whatever they call What is it called? What Statesboro State? What do they call Georgia Southern? I have no Paulson. idea what it's even called. Paulson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I unfortunately do not. Paulson Stadium South, whatever. Uh, yeah, you see. So the prettiest things in Statesboro are Paulson Stadium, Eagle Creek, and then the Coeds at Georgia Southern. In that order. In that order, yeah. And then the menu at Applebee's. Then the menu at Applebee's is the next one. So. <laughs> I mean, it's. I don't know. I, I do want to actually get to another away stadium just to compare. Like, here's a second conference mate stadium. Now I have two under my belt compared to ours. I mean, listen, we're in a professional Olympic slash MLB slash now college stadium. It's top 10 easily in the G5. There's easily. No, there's no question about it. So easily, uh, I go. I go to our away games. I just have never been to one of our in-conference away games. <laughs> so All those FCS games got your heart, huh? So that, that so that that was my my question going to be to you guys. If you were to go to an away game, a conference away game, uh, which is one, and, and I don't mean like just by proximity, like obviously going to. Uh, the trash down south or Troy is is convenient. If you were to go to a, an away game just to go to see like a stadium or just to go enjoy the experience, which one would you be compelled to go to? Because I would have a hard time answering this question. I, I, mine's easy. What what's yours, Tim? App. I'm done. Okay. Yeah. So uh, app app is is a very close second for me, Ooh. but um, but my very easy answer is Lafayette, and it is because uh, the tailgating atmosphere. I would love. I I just really mm-hmm. want to go like. Uh, I, I hear the food is really good. I love that kind of food. It's like home cooking and not restaurants and stuff. And like, I just think that would be a blast to go to Lafayette. Uh, John agrees with you, Tim. He says the app is the answer, but he also, he also points out that South Alabama has a, a new stadium uh, down there, Mobile. So, yeah. yeah. App's my number two. I, re- I really want to go. It's, it's the rock, right? Is what they call it. And, yeah. and, and it's like, supposed to be absolutely gorgeous and and um boone is supposed to be kind of a cool little town to go hang out in and um it's it's up there on my list too i would love to go to boone 
So long as it's not snowing, I really have no interest in going <laughs> yeah, right. there when it's pouring down snow snow outside. You know, mid-October, I'm fine. Yeah. I actually wouldn't mind going to San Marcos. Where's that? Right. You Texas love State. Texas State. You love I knew. Ohio. So I, I knew. I knew if I said that, Tim, you would say that. But no, I feel like uh, that's the only one that I don't know. Kind of stands out to me. You know, you know, a Texas college town that should be cool. They have a. They have a river that runs. They have a river too. The little Flaherty River, um, which is a river. It looks cool. Like the way they've got like that landing set up, where like you just go party in the river. Like I know it's for students or whatever, but like. Um, you know, I'd be that old dude creeping in there. You can get a grad. You can enroll for a grad program, Ryan. That's right. <laughs> so you can go party in that river, unlike Eagle Creek, and not come out with like disease. Yeah, I think that'd be rad. I think that that would be fun. But um, I was listening. Not high on my list. I was listening to the Fun Belt podcast, and they were trying to say, "Oh, was it fun? Was it super fun exciting? It was. It was very belty. It was very belty. Uh, oh, oh, Fun Belch." Is that a funny thing to make fun of the conference? Fun belch? I don't know. <laughs> Anyhow, there was uh, one of the guys on there. This is an episode that Ben was not on. Uh, was saying there should be a rivalry between Texas State and Georgia Southern because of the San Marcos River versus beautiful Eagle Creek. <laughs> <laughs> like the Texas a State should be, rivalry. <laughs> the Texas State should be upset that. Georgia Southern finds their retention pond so beautiful when Texas State actually has a very nice, elegant little river running through their entire campus and everything. I thought it was pretty amusing. <laughs> do they post, the Southern post when they uh, show Eagle Creek baptisms happening? Yeah, it was last week. I think, I think it, was actually, it was actually before last week's episode that we recorded. They had their traditional, you know, all their players standing in the retention pond, wading through needles and feces and potentially dead bodies. Can we uh, can we tweet at the CDC, like retweet that post and say, CDC, uh, you should check the water quality and all the risks they're taking by- No, 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 no. Let, let, let them get their dysentery and die on Oregon Trail like everybody else did back in the 80s. I'm fine with that. All right. So. Hey, we're approaching an hour, guys. Do you want to back to the old days? Yeah, I gotta. I want to. I'll run through a couple of things real quick, and then we'll get on to the last call and talk about whatever else I had. Uh, I want to acknowledge. So, yeah, we talked about earlier. Uh, men's and women's soccer started the season off this week. Uh, the men played uh, Clayton State in a tie zero zero. Women did uh, uh, Stetson winning two to one. First game in the soccer complex. Uh, was a win exhibition, but a win nonetheless. And they were at Jacksonville State. They tied that zero zero. The men will host Clayton State. Or sorry, sorry, that was with that last week. They will play at Presbyterian College on Wednesday, and then they host Clemson in their final exhibition game this Saturday on ESPN Plus at seven p.m. Be kind of cool. And the women are playing Mercer Thursday, and it'll be that'll be the real first game in the soccer complex also on ESPN plus and then uh, at Chattanooga Sunday and then volleyball starts volleyball this Friday playing at Chattanooga. So get some more sports going on there and uh, yeah. And yeah, that's our, uh, our other sports. So uh, you guys got anything else? No, that's call. Yeah, we'll get a, head on to last call. Before we talk about that, we will talk about bus? Our, our bus. Yes, we're heading to uh, the Auburn game on a bus. You can get your tickets at auburn.cityofatlanta.com. It's going to be a lot of fun. Big, huge bus. Uh, booze provided Produce. by Dry County Dry County Brewing and Max Wine and Beer. Uh, we also have uh, restrooms and, and um, barf bags because I know us. Uh, so. There. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We got to look at Ryan's face. We all need a barf bag. Uh, go to auburn.cityofatlanta.com <laughs> to get your uh, to get your tickets and come join us. It'll be a lot of fun. And then uh, also, speaking of volleyball, if you want to get uh, free shipping at our merch store, merch.cityofatlanta.com, code volleyball, because that starts up for realsies this Friday. Shout out to them. And finally, 
Right to last call. You can get it on our Patreon page. Free to everybody on Friday. Patreon.com slash State of Atlanta. I like how I do this part at the end. And Ryan and Tim just kind of look like I'm just waiting to pee right now. Just how how soon can we get out of here? I need to re- I said you should pre-record this part, right? I don't know, man. I'm, I'm still just upset you said people are going to need to vomit when they look at my face. <sighs> I, was, I was about to say no pushback from Ryan. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you can check it out. Check out our last call on Patreon.com slash State of Atlanta. Uh, free on Fridays. Uh, to our Patreon members, three bucks a month. You get that immediately as well as private group chat, discounts on our merchandise, discounts on the bus trip, 10 bucks off the bus trip if you're a Patreon member. So consider doing that. And I think that's all I got, guys. Uh, say goodbye. Goodbye. That's it for us this week. Thank you for listening. Please follow us on Twitter at State of Atlanta or on Facebook at facebook.com slash State of Atlanta. And if you enjoy what you're listening to, please rate and review us on your podcast app. Thank you very much and go Panthers.